everybody's well. Happy Wednesday. The week continues to move, thank God. The months continue to move, thank God. Okay, I think the I think the sound is back. Andy, give me a, a, a thumbs up if the sound is back. It's fixed. It's fixed. That was Andy's voice, by the way, if you caught that. Andy is the mysterious character that is the power behind the show. So thank you so much for joining us wherever you are. Thanks for being here. We've been talking about this idea of identifying a win as effort. And this is an important distinction in a world of bottom lining. He's the wizard, right? And the world of bottom lining everything. When you live in the world, the world reminds you that winning really is the objective uh, success over another. Usually that's what a win is, right? A win is the person who beats the other. The person who wins the race has to beat other people in the race. So if you uh, usually run a mile in this time and then you run it in a little bit better time, who cares if you're still the last person on the track? Now, I want us to like spend a few minutes in this today because I want us to identify all the neuro connections, the neuro map for all the years, depending on your background and depending on your natural traits. Some people are much more collaborative by nature. Some people are so much more competitive by nature. I am so much more competitive by nature. I am working on that. There's good things about being competitive, but there's a lot of bad stuff about being competitive. There's good and bad to everything, all right? So there's good and bad to everything. I was recently we were talking to somebody and he was telling me that that um, he was asking his kid, his kid was is an athlete and he's asked his kid, like, what does he think when he gets on the field? And he says, uh, and his kid said, like, I'm thinking about, you know, how do I make other people better? And I'm thinking to myself, like, I wish I could have said that when I was that age. I was thinking of just how do I win this game? So, like, competition. Some people have it more naturally. Some kids get on the field and, like, are happy when everybody's happy. Some kids get on the field and, like, they're thinking, like, victory beat everybody. So there's a part of us that's natural. So some people listening going, like, why can't everybody win? Okay. God bless you. There's some people thinking like, what? What? I don't understand. I just gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. I was on the phone with someone recently who called for some advice. And like young guy, incredibly financially successful, incredibly like beyond like an order of magnitude beyond what someone his age should have in terms of success, financial success. He's he's doing great. And he's like, I'm like, how can I help you? He's like, I, I want to do better. I want to beat the next guy. I want to take on the next industry. I got. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. Like, why don't you go home to your wife and have like dinner? Like, how about that? Like, you, got, you have enough money in your bank. Like, you'll, you'll, and you're doing great and your properties will continue to deliver. Like, why don't you just turn and like just turn towards the house? Like, trust me, trust me. You turn towards the house, dinner with the wife, you know, football catch with the kid. I'm not telling you, you have to like be like, you know, like just trust me, it's going to be better than like, identifying the next industry that you can take over. So that's how we're, a lot of people are just sort of raised in this world. More and more and winning and winning and winning. And there's, it's, there's a lot of health to that-ish. 
we could talk about it on another show. I'm not going to judge it now. I just want to identify it. So whether it's all over your brain or in one little part of your brain, we feel like we're in competition with other people. We feel the stress of not having what we want within the timeline that we wanted. And what happens is we now in our neural maps identify winning, winning with some level of having more than other. So winning is I have somehow asserted myself over my environment. And so the team wins when they score more points. Clear. That's why everyone loves sports because it's clear. Did we win or did we lose? I don't care how you played. The kid wins when he scores high on his exams. And the world reminds you of this. And sometimes parents do too, by the way. We're all, we're all guilty in some form or another. Where we remind our children that, yeah, it's nice that you tried, but like, did you win? Or where are my points? Or whatever, whatever. And the problem with that is not just that it drives us towards things that may not be good for us. Forget that. I'm not judging it now. I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. I'm just saying it creates a neuro connection in which in order for me to feel good, I have to be victorious over my environment. And that's not a spiritual way of seeing the world. That's a material way of seeing the world. Those are material eyes that are always frustrated because whatever environment you're, in, you're, you're victorious over, all that does is open up the door to the next environment in which you are not victorious over yet. And it never, ever ends. It's not supposed to end because this world is limited. The way a spiritual person sees the world is not, am I victorious over the environment? It's as, am I victorious over myself? If you look at the famous book called Ethics of Our Fathers, and you look, there's one part of it where they make, they start defining people who is wealthy, who is strong, who is powerful, right? And if you look at the words that the rabbis say, who is powerful in Hebrew, it's Ezehu Gibor. Now you would think if you were defining it, who is powerful? It's the guy who knocks the other guy out. The guy who's faster, who jumps higher, who is smarter, who is more powerful. If I would ask you in the room of 20 people, which person is the most powerful? You're going to look towards success, accomplishments, physical prowess. I don't know. Who's the winner? Ibor, strongest. And the rabbis teach us, Ezehu Gibor, Hakovesh Es Yisro. He overwhelms, he conquers his own nature. Listen to these words, they're so wise. Who is strong? Who is powerful? The, the one who conquers his own nature. His own nature. I'm not 
patient in competition to your patience. Maybe I'm just born more patient. I'm not resilient in competition to your resilience. Maybe your upbringing created more resilience. Friends of, friends of ours have kids that grew up in Israel. Those kids are very much more resilient than that kids, kids that I see. I mean, these kids are just, I don't know. If they just go, I don't know what, what goes on. I don't know what's in the milk over there. I know what's going on. They, they live in a different environment. They live in a tough neighborhood, as they say. So I'm not comparing myself to someone who grew up in a different community or a different country. You want to know what it means to be powerful according to spiritual wisdom? Do you conquer your own nature? So that means that a person who runs quicker than somebody else in a race has a gold medal, hands raised in the air, fans cheering. But the, the two people that were two lanes down that overcame something greater that pushed beyond their limitations, that may have stepped on that line with anxiety and overcame, and they, nobody even knows they exist because they, they, they placed seventh. In God's eyes, he looks at the one who's seventh and goes, you overcame the most, you get the real gold medal. And if we're going to live a life where we're waiting for the world to pat us on the back, we're never going to be satisfied. But when you start to take, if you could almost imagine the word win, maybe it's the wrong word, but let's use it for now. Win. And you draw, you take the line that goes from overcome your circumstance towards win. And then you just move it to the other side of the box. And it says, overcome yourself. When you start to reconnect dots, And when you start to hear, enjoy the win as enjoy overcoming my own nature. So if I wake up in the morning and I say the prayer, because I wanted to, and my nature was don't do it because you're tired and you don't have time. And, but you said, "I, I told myself I would do it, but I don't want to. I was on the phone yesterday with a wonderful young girl who took upon herself every single day to write down four things that she was grateful for because she wanted to feel more grateful in this world. And I was trying to explain to her, do you have any idea how major this is? Your nature was to be less grateful. Your nature was to not appreciate life. You, you took on yourself to do this and you did it. Forget that it. no one knows about it. Forget that on paper, like, what's the big deal? You wrote four things you're grateful for. You did it, and you feel more grateful. Do you know what just happened? You're beating yourself. You're beating your nature. You're creating happiness and gratitude in your brain. Do you realize you're rewiring your brain? What, what in the world com- compares to that? Getting an A on some test with materials that you're never going to remember ever, ever again? How much of the things that you write down on a test do you ever remember? Okay, it's important, but like, come on. How many times in life do you make a check? Do you take a check home from work and then bite this, it's gone? How many times do you go out 
and you have a great time on vacation or whatever, and within two weeks at your home, you can't even remember it. How much of our lives is just the same person, just having different experiences? This person's changing her brain. That's tremendous. That's a win. But we don't enjoy those wins because we're materialistic. We, we have material eyes. But this whole point of knowing how to get through the wall is learning how to change your eyesight. The secret to going through your walls in life is not building up your physical strength. It's building up your eyesight. It's changing the eyes to seeing through walls. Because once you see through the wall, like we said yesterday, you'll just walk right through it. It's just cardboard. And we can't, we can't see through walls if we have material eyes. We only see through walls when you have spiritual eyes. And the beginning of creating spiritual eyesight is changing the definition of what it means to be victorious from my ability to assert myself over my environment to my ability to assert myself over myself. So if I'm alone in a room and it's hard for me to get up and I fight that battle and I win, that's a win. Even if nobody sees it, even if nobody cares, even if everybody's up for an hour. And if I'm on the phone and someone says something and I can feel, remember we spoke about the idea called tilt? Remember we spoke about that, the poker players? I don't know if Hilton's on. Hilton knows. Tilt when you're playing poker and you feel this like overwhelming emotion and you start to bet. So poker players who are all up here, world series of poker champions who are like negotiation gurus know to recognize that feeling of like, <gasps> like, you know, that feeling like I'm, I'm about to, you know, you ever get the feeling on the phone with somebody and like, you feel like hot. Someone just like insults you and you've got the best comeback and like you can feel like hot about it. Well, I can't just, you, you, I can't really. So poker players, they call it tilt and they don't play on tilt because they don't make rational decisions when they're too emotional. At least when I remember when I looked into it like 15 years ago, you remember, whatever, long story. When I was negotiating deals and someone told me to study how World Series of Poker Champions think. If you're on the phone with somebody or you're talking to somebody and they say something to you and you can feel the tilt, the kid is totally ungrateful. The husband, the wife, the friend, and you have it and you're hot. And just when you can like spew it out to her or him or to a friend about her or him, you could feel it coming up and you go, wait, I don't, I don't do this. I don't talk negatively. I don't, I don't do this. And you, and you let it simmer down and you gain composure. Do you know what you've just done? Do you know what you've just done? Do you have any idea? That's a win. That's a win. No one knows. It took place in your brain. Sometimes you're in the middle of a conversation 
and you can have the comeback and you don't do it because it would, it would hurt the person, especially someone younger than you, like a child or a student, then you're right. Or you can have it across from somebody else, but you know that they're going to misinterpret it and then it's going to cause more problems. And the conversation's over and it looks like you lost the conversation. It looks like you lost the argument and you won. Sometimes when you're not victorious over your environment, you win. But unless you can, at the end of the day, identify the wins, if you don't have time at the end of the environment, at the end of the circumstance, at the end of the day, maybe it's when you get in your car after work, maybe when it's your, I don't know when, maybe it's in the morning, maybe it's, a, if you don't have time throughout your day where you are reviewing your day and appreciating, I don't mean arrogance, I don't mean it's all me, it's all God as far as I'm concerned, I mean taking a moment to re identify what winning means to you so that your brain in a quiet moment has the ability to rewire itself so that your brain can go oh that's what a win is hold on let me throw a different wiring system into the world of doing what's right even though nobody sees that's the win because i thought winning was beating somebody else that's what you've told me for the past 35 years, your brain will say, I never heard of this new way of winning. And you'll go, no, yeah, no. Let me just, let me just appreciate the win. I did this today. Nobody knows except for God, but that's okay. Because God's a pretty big dude. He's not a dude, but you know. And if he knows, that's a lot. And if I know and he knows, I can, I can appreciate that win. If you don't have the time to process these wins regularly, your brain will not know to find satisfaction in your day through going through walls that will give you these wins. If you don't have time where you say, Ezehu Gibor, who is powerful? Hakovesh et Yitzra. I'm just changing my Havara here for the Sfar of Ashkenazim. Conquer my nature. If that's not a goal, conquer my nature. If you don't repeat that and remind that to yourself over and over again, your brain won't know to set up the neural maps that when you're in front of a circumstance to say, wait, Power is not asserting my dominance over these people. Power is asserting myself, asserting dominance over myself. Wait, 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 wait. I may win, but I'm losing. Or I may lose, but I'm winning. You got to change that up in your head so that you can look at your obstacles, not today, not tomorrow, for the rest of your life. And be able to nail and win and consistently push walls. Because your brain always starts to see, wait, behind this next wall is true satisfaction, is spiritual satisfaction. Let's go through the wall. 
Let's go through that wall because it's a, it's a worthy experience. This is hard. This is hard because not only is this growth, it's also counter culture growth. It's counterintuitive growth. This is where it gets really hard. I'll talk about this tomorrow a little bit, but like, you know, like, and they have this, and Andy will look this up for me. You know, they have this thing like when the airplanes, you know, when these guys, when they fly airplanes and they get out of control and what's up is down and down is up. You know what I'm talking about? You guys know what that is? I forgot what it's called. We'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll talk about it tomorrow. How sometimes in life you're, you're fighting a double-edged sword. You're fighting a double-edged front. It's hard to do. And it's counterintuitive to do. It's the whole thing. And if you don't understand the level, spatial disorientation, very good. I told you the wizard strikes again. We'll talk about this. Okay. For now, just let's just do this a little bit today. Can we do that? Can we just start to identify wins for what they really are? Victory over self versus victory over other. I'll do this again tomorrow with God's help. All right, everyone, have a great day. With God's help, I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day.